0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the For the Berg podcast. I'm your host, Ron Gaeta. My guest today is pretty awesome. He's the lead singer of Circus Survive and one of my favorite bands, Seosin. That's right. Anthony Green joins us on the show today, and he was actually cool enough to stick around and play a song by Circus Survive called "Act Appalled." At the end, stick around for that. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the show, guys. Nope. Oh, Mister yes, Pop. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Green. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. How you doing? Good. So you're actually, you're from uh, Pennsylvania here. Um, I'm in Pittsburgh here, but uh, you're closer to the Philly side, right?
1: Yeah. Whenever like I'm traveling, you know, people will be like, "Oh, you're from you're from PA." they will be like, "Oh, that's cool. Do you know you know any like and they think Pittsburgh and Philly are like so close?
0: No, like five hours <laughs> apart. Not close. Yeah. At
1: all. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have any? Um, are you are you a sports fan? Do you have any um, favorite sports
1: teams or? I'm like not. I'm not that big of a sports fan. I like went to Phillies games when I was growing up, and like when the Eagles are doing good. Like my wife's a big sports fan, so like I'll sometimes like catch that and I'll catch the fever, but I'm not that into. I like when I think about Pittsburgh, I think about Hermannis.
0: Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> everyone <laughs> thinks Permanis. <laughs> I'm a big um,
1: eating. I'm a big
0: eating fan. Eddie Reyes actually said uh, something about permanis as well. He actually he told me to say hi to you. By the way, I was talking to him yesterday.
1: He said next when you talk to him again, tell him myself what's up.
0: I will. So can you get into any of your like early musical influences?
1: When I was uh when I was growing up, I had three older brothers that were all like the closest one to age of me was like 11 years or something like that, and so they all listened to different types of music like one of them was into like punk and metal one of them was into like new order and stuff like that <clears throat> and so I got a little bit of everything my parents really liked the Beatles and Jim Croce and Patsy Klein. so Johnny Cash I got a little bit of everything growing up nice. I I would say that when I was like 12 and 13 I got super into Nirvana I was like, I loved Metallica. I loved like anything. Pretty much, my oldest brother Mike listened to, and um, yeah, I got like addicted to Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Blind Melon and all that stuff.
0: You did a um, a cover with with Bert from the Used uh, live. <laughs> I actually just saw it was a Nirvana cover, right?
1: Yeah, we did a Shape Box. Um, was
0: really fun. So, Audience of One is that was that your first band that you?
1: Saw? <clears throat> That was my that was like the first that was my first band
0: yeah and you got you guys had a song called uh,
1: Saosin, right yes I always thought it was a really cool name for something and um, when I joined seosin they were like they, they had like <clears throat> didn't really have a name and they, they were playing around with the, the name of the band called the, the gift
2: okay and I was like
1: that's cool it sounded like a little pretentious though in my mind like i don't think they meant it like that though and i'm like calling yourself a gift Oh yeah. i was like okay that's cool and then somebody i don't know how it happened but they were like talking about trying to change the name and uh i mentioned that seosin was a cool name and they all really loved it
0: what what does seosin mean it's a it's a chinese word right is it yeah
1: it means keep your heart small small heart
0: and then after that, after Audience of One, Zoloff and
1: the Rock and Roll Destroyers. Yeah, I was, uh, I got asked to sing. It was like a guy and a girl singer. And the guy who like wrote most of the stuff, Vince, was the dude who like owned the studio that like Audience of One recorded in. And, uh, you know, local bands like This Day Forward and A Life Once Lost. and All the bands like recorded at this place called Skylight. And uh, yeah, he owned it. And um, it was starting this like pop band and was like, hey, do you want to sing for it? I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. You know, I was actually on tour in England with Circa, and I was in a store <clears throat> or like a coffee shop or something. Years. This was like 15 years ago, and Place Pretty for Baby came on
2: really the radio, <laughs> and I was
1: awesome. like, holy shit! And I went to the counter and I was like, like who is this? Who put this on? And they were like, oh, this is called Saosin. And I was like, no, so <laughs> that's so weird. It was like Napster days.
0: That's awesome. Um, so then after that, is that did sayosin come right after after that? You you had a story about um, Zoloff. I think whenever we were talking,
1: you had asked for play Uglies for Daddy, and I right. was like, when I let when um, Zoloff decided, I was a mess. Like I was a young kid, and I was just a crazy partier, just a psychopath type of young kid. And uh, they were looking for, like, people to be, like, really serious about the band. And I was in college, too. I just – I didn't have my shit together. And um, they were like, hey, well, you can't be in the band anymore. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. like, broke my heart out. I was, like, thought I was done music forever. And um, I think this was, like, in 2000. And uh, I started playing – I made Plays Ugly for Daddy as, like, a thing. Like, it was, like, basically a shitty cover of Plays Pretty for Baby. That was just a sad version of it, and I kind of was like, it's like when you're leaving your girlfriend's house that's breaking up with you, and you're like, I'm, but I'm taking my lamp, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so I was like, it was like that.
0: You, so you took that song with you pretty much and, and started <laughs> playing that?
1: yeah. The, the, I think they were just, they didn't even care.
0: They're both awesome songs,
1: though. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Zolov went on to play for years after that and had put out a bunch of cool records and did a bunch of really cool shit.
0: So would the Seosin come right after that, then?
1: Yes, yeah. I was living at my parents' house, and I think I had gone to rehab the first time, and was living at home, and like, going to community college, and uh, went into the studio to record four songs with the Zolov guy who was like, hey, you know, I'll let you, I'll give you, like, two days in the studio, like, as, like, a favor. And um, I recorded, like, the uh, thing that is called the High and Driving EP. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, they, I think that friends of mine that were in a band were out there, were out in California, and they like knew they were at some party with a dude. You never, there was a band called Days Away. My friend Keith from Good Old War, he was out in California and met the Seosan guys um, at some party, and they loved Keith and they loved the way he sang. And they were like, "Yo, do you know anybody? You got anybody that's a good singer that you like that sounds like you?" He was like, Yeah, my friend Anthony is pretty good, but he he's crazy and he'll quit your band and he'll be like a, a maniac. And they were like, All right, we want to talk to him.
0: So it went from Sayosin to then uh, you, you left Sayosin and uh, started Circus Arrive?
1: Yes. I think that um, I sort of left them high and dry. You know, I was in a weird situation personally. And I was just out there and felt like I was, you know, I just felt kind of alone out in California and um, just didn't. I was scared, very scared, you know? And uh, they were starting to pick up momentum. We went from, like, talking to little indie labels to talking to, like, majors, like, immediately. And I was freaked out. And my friend Colin from This Day Forward just, um, like, his band had just broken up. And I always wanted to start a band with him. And I came home and visited with him and listened to some songs that he had put together. And was like, dude, we have to start a band. Like, we have to do a band together. And he was really happy to and excited. And then the next day I was supposed to fly out <clears throat> to California and I like at my layover in Phoenix, I turned around and was like, yo, I'm going to go back home and just go live with my parents and start a band with Colin. And if I'm meant to do music, I'm going to do it this way, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't regret doing that. I do think that was a shitty situation to put the sales guys in, um, but we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't do that
0: with circa you were on tour before all this coronavirus yeah. stuff right i mean yes um did you have a pittsburgh show li- lined up for that i
1: think we did but i can't remember where it was i always remember we always play it like mr smalls which is like last yes. of pittsburgh
0: yeah um so then you you recently returned to Sayosin here uh a few, yes. a few years back put out along the shadow that that album's awesome um thanks can we get into anything about what made you decide to uh, return to Sayos Soon?
1: Well, we had sort of mended our relationship <clears throat> a little bit, and they had parted ways with their singer. And, um, you know, I think they had been through a lot together as a band, and they were looking to keep going, but not um, – they were, like, afraid of getting a new singer, and they were looking around and shopping around, and they were like, hey, will you help us find somebody? Or if we find somebody, will you help us write, maybe? And I thought, sure, you know, and then I listened to the songs they were working on, and I was like, dude, just let me sing on these. <laughs> like, we could figure it out.
0: <clears throat> so I have a couple of fan questions here. I posted on Facebook that we were going to be yeah. talking, and uh, people gave me their their uh, input here. So if you if your band had a to tour with only one other band the your, your rest of your career, who, who would you want that to be?
1: Um. It's tough because we've toured with a lot of bands that we really like as friends. Like, we've done a lot of tours with Coheed and Thrice, and they're like the greatest people and really fun to tour with. Um, We did a tour with a band called Foxing a few years ago that Mm -hmm. is just incredible to watch and incredible to be around. I really like them. Um, It's really hard to pick. Uh, Me Without You actually is a contender for that because they're just like one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, we did a tour with them too, where it was just every night, <clears throat> every band was just like on the tour, was on the side of the stage watching them, in awe of them. And, uh, yeah, they were incredible. Awesome.
0: Uh, when did you know you wanted to be a professional singer, and did your family support it?
1: Um, I
0: don't...
1: I think that when I was a kid, I wanted to do music, but I never imagined that I'd be like a professional singer. You know, like, I never imagined it would be like it is today. <clears throat> I think that it wasn't like I realized it It was like a slow realization. Like I saw music as like, and music as a job, almost as an escape from a real job for a really long time. And uh, I remember watching like on like MTV, like playing live shows. And like, I remember specifically actually watching this green day concert that they used to air on MTV when they would have like, when they aired music videos and they did that show a lot more and watching them and thinking like, shit like i want to do that like it doesn't seem that hard there's three guys they are like playing simple songs like i feel like it's attainable for me to do that and um I, I wanted to be in a band but it wasn't like to do anything professionally or try to make it it was really just to sort of avoid anything like that um trying to make it or trying to do anything just having fun making art and so i think the realization of wanting to do it full-time came slowly like as a series of events like seeing like oh okay well you can make money at this and do what you love and not have to sacrifice any creative you know uh <clears throat> like any of your creative vision you know you could do it your way and take a chance and still have just as much of a chance as like, like being able to make it or or succeed as anybody who was going down like the you know the road you know like the, the beaten path so it took years, I think, for me to realize, like, oh, yeah, this is something I can do and do it my way. And, and um, you know, I can sort of pick my own path. Uh, what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo, it was right below my belt line. and It was a tiny star, like a nautical star. And uh, I, uh, there was a band that I liked called Mile Marker. And the singer from Mile Marker had these nautical stars all over his neck. And I just remember thinking that they were like the coolest thing ever. And I totally ripped it off and was like, oh, I'm going to get this. But I needed to get it somewhere my parents wouldn't see it. So I got it like right next to my my wiener. <laughs> but
0: my buddy Kyle said, talk about wieners. There you, you go. You, you actually wieners?
1: fit it in. I can't believe we I I was, I was going to. I was going to figure wieners. it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what's your favorite quarantine snack?
1: Uh, so far it's been splits pretzels. Splits are like these pretzels that we get at our local like grocery store, and they're like really crunchy, hard pretzels. And I've been really into eating them with like vegan cream cheese. Nice.
0: Uh, this one comes from uh, Nathan Lazera, the brother of uh, Adam Lazera from Taking Back. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that on yeah. your
1: thing. You want to know when we're gonna do a tour together? Yeah. Dude, I, I would. I'd be down. You know, I think there was something in the works a few years ago that didn't end up working out. But um, I would love to tour tbs They're definitely a band that I love and yeah. love being around. And Adam in particular, and John, all those guys are, they're really good dudes. And yeah, they've been loyal and really good friends to us for a long time.
0: With, uh, I saw you guys at, at Pitt, um, you toured with Take Me, yes. with, with, with
1: Seosin. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun show. And that tour was so, that was the tour I really got to know Adam, like as an adult. You know, he and I had spent some time together when I was younger, we were both younger, but we were both had kids and both of our you know we were both like exercising every day and like it was we were like old men trying to stay keep up with shit awesome. <laughs> and uh he's really a, a huge source of comfort and friendship to me these last couple of years
0: that's really cool i'm actually i'm gonna have uh, his brother nathan on the show uh to talk about his new band here <laughs> but definitely want to try to get adam if you
1: can help me out with that be- <laughs> i love i love nathan he's a great kid
0: uh, this one is from Alex. From uh, He was in Fate's Got a Driver with Eddie Reyes. I uh, said, so what's your opinion on releasing a full-length album or releasing just singles in today's <laughs> day
1: and age? I mean, it's a, I, my opinion is that if you have songs that work together as like a family, that work together on an album, then that's what you do. You know, like I, I think... I can't give away too much, but this last, like, little bit of writing Circa was doing, we were, you know, talking about just releasing songs as singles and looking at that as an option. And then we started really writing, and we started thinking, like, man, these are all kind of working together as a unit. And maybe instead of doing that, you know, we, maybe we put it out as, like, a record experience where you got to sit down and listen to the whole thing. You know, um, I think it all depends on what your intention is with the songs. So when you have a bunch of things that are crafted around a certain time and around a certain theme, you know, um, why not put it out as a record? I know that people don't listen like that anymore, that people's like that they digest songs more nowadays as just singles. But um, I think there will always be a place in the world for like the rock and roll album you know, that tells a story and is like a journey where you can go on for 40 minutes and go somewhere else.
0: Right. Uh, so there's this thing on Facebook. There's a, uh, like a 30 day of music challenge. We're not going to do 30 of these, but I have a couple here. Um, like each day is like different song that you love. Um, name a song that you love with color in the title.
1: A song that I love with color in the title.
0: Or with, with a color in the title. With a
1: color in the title oh well, there's a song called bluish by um <clears throat> uh um oh shit what's happening in my brain right now uh, uh bluish fuck it's um animal collective <clears throat> they have a song called bluish it's really good
0: i had blue and yellow by the used it was mine okay name. um a, a song with a number in the title seven an, years i was gonna say it's an easy one seven years. <laughs> um a song that reminds you of summer
1: um there's a song um from childish gambino that's called summer summertime mm-hmm. and it's like on the summertime ep and um when circa was in south america the they had come out a couple months earlier and i was listening to it a lot and um i became addicted to it and i loved it
0: awesome i had uh, summertime or Doin' Time by Sublime. Nice. Um, name a song that needs to be played loud.
1: Hmm. Song that needs to be played loud. Um, uh, 36 Chambers, of Wu-Tang.
0: Awesome. Uh, song that makes you want to dance.
1: I would say Anything by Dr. Dre.
0: Nice. I Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake from Trolls. <laughs> there you, <from> go. Trolls. <laughs> there you um, go. Let me see here. Favorite song
1: from the 70s. Favorite song from the 70s. Um, Days of Confused by Led
0: Zeppelin. Paranoid by Black Sabbath is what there I have um, Favorite song that's a cover by another <laughs> artist. I like this one.
1: Oh, there's, so there's a song called, there's a, a Modest Mouse song called Interstate 8, and there's a bluegrass group that covered it years ago, and um, I love it. It's like one of my favorite covers, and I think they're called Iron Horse, and I actually took the chords that they used for their cover and sort of covered their cover of it, um, and uh, yeah, I do that sometimes. I really nice. love
0: that. I'd Still Fly by the Devil Wars Prada. It's a great cover.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, let's see here. A- a song that you love by a band that you wish were still together?
1: Um, I wish Fugazi was still together and playing. I love them so much, and it's hard to pick like one song, maybe a repeater. It's hard to pick one song that, <clears throat> um, or anything off Red Medicine. Um, yeah, it's hard to pick one song from Fugazi, but they're a band I wish was still together.
0: Nice. What It Is to Burn by Finch. I wish I wish okay. Finch was still putting out music. Yeah. Um, so I did this thing with Eddie. I'm going to try to do it for every show here. It's called the, uh, the Daily jagoff. Do you know what a jagoff is? Yeah. So is there anybody from just being, being famous and, and meeting all these people that you, you were so excited to meet and then it turned out they were just – they were dickheads?
1: You know, not really. Um, I guess maybe I, my memory just lets go of bad memories like that, like if somebody was a dick. But I do remember this one time being in California and seeing Andrew Dice Clay at Starbucks. and being like holy shit like I want to I want to go say hi to him and maybe get a picture with him or something And I was like dude can I get a picture with you and he was like yeah you can't get a picture with me because if I say yes to you I got to take pictures with everybody in here right (laughs) and I was like oh all right my bad and then I went back and had my tea and was sitting outside and then as I was as he was leaving he was like Hey man, I'm sorry to be an asshole. I don't want you to go on the internet and say a bunch of dumb shit about me. So I'll take a picture with you if you want. And I was like, yeah, "That's cool." I that. That, nah, <laughs> uh,
0: we we can flip it now. Though was, was there somebody uh, that was awesome to meet that you were uh, re- really excited to meet, and they actually they, they ended up being pretty cool?
1: Oh, there were so many people. Um, <clears throat> I think that when when Circa toured with the Deftones years and years ago, I was really uh, like nervous to meet Chino and uh, all those dudes. And uh, they were like the nicest people, and uh, we, you know we're still in touch with them once in a while these days, and they're they're just like the the nicest, most down to earth dudes. Awesome.
0: Um, we can wrap it up here soon. I know you uh, you were gonna play a couple songs here, but let's do um, play a game called Quarantine Island since we are okay. in quarantine right now. We'll do um, top three movies.
1: All right. So we just watched me and my oldest two kids who are really young, so this is bad. But we just watched The Shining awesome <laughs> and then we watched um it not the original one the the newer the new one, one. this is by request they like needed to see <laughs> the it they like wanted to and we every once in a while we'll let my oldest two stay up and like hang out with us and uh like we'll hang out like late. and uh they wanted they asked me to watch those movies so i was like all right let's, let's do it and then i think we also as a family have been watching um we'll put on harry potter sometimes nice <laughs> Uh, what about top three albums? Oh man, that's really tough. This uh, this Philly artist named Francis Quinlan just put out an album that's incredible. Um, I have been listening to. Uh, let's let me open my iTunes right now and see what's up. The last couple things, I know that Francis Quinlan uh, has been up there a lot. Um. Bob Dylan just put out an old song called "Murder Most Foul," and it's like I think it's about Kennedy. And I've been listening to "The Rising Tide" by Sunny Day Real Estate a bunch.
0: Yeah, we the, we can wrap that up here. Um, did, did you still want to play a couple songs? Is that still cool? <laughs> All right, cool. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, we'll awesome. start with we'll start with Act of Pulp.
2: Set uh No
0: All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode two. I have a lot more coming your way, including Shane Toll from Silverstein coming in episode three. So keep your eyes open for that.